0: And a beautiful afternoon here as we record our podcast here on this Friday. My name is Mark Carey, the media director for the mayor of this great city of Quincy, Massachusetts, Mayor Tom Koch. And I am in his office right now as we are overlooking the beautiful Hancock Adams Common. And it is about 68 degrees, I believe, Mayor. Good afternoon. Hello there, Mark. Good morning. Or
1: looks yeah. beautiful through the uh, through the glass here. I oh, said it's <laughs> supposed to be a nice uh, nice day. So.
0: Beautiful day. Beautiful day. So spring the has wind's sprung. been crazy,
1: though. I mean, look at the flags; even It's almost straight out. But the wind for the last several weeks has been pretty. Pretty steady, which wreaks havoc with trash day. They call on a lot of the streets. You know, they
0: call Quincy. They call uh, Chicago the Windy City, but you know Boston is much more with right. much windier. than show yeah. yeah. So uh, it's a beautiful spring day. Spring has sprung. We are in Quincy. Let's talk about spring in Quincy and some. We have a lot going on this weekend. Uh, let's talk about that. Well, tomorrow is also a celebration for Earth Day, so there's a number of events going
1: on in our city around on the Saturday. Um, I think the Sailor's Home Moss Trail people are meeting at and taking tours on. That's interesting. That's Counselor Chuck Phelan when he was an Eagle Scout. Uh, He did that trail and did the markings on the trail explaining Mm. the different aspects and the plants and so forth. So that's going on tomorrow. The turtle release at Butler's Pond is also going to be happening tomorrow.
0: How many cities and towns can say they have a turtle release? I just love that. Exactly.
1: That's been a great effort. There's a neighborhood group down there that has been advocating for the restoration of this pond for years. Congratulate them. Thank them. Sheldon Bennett, a former pastor at
0: oh, yeah.
1: Unitarian Church here in Quincy Center is a big part of that group. And they've just worked it very, very hard. So with uh, their various forms of city funding, including community-based preservation monies, the project is nearing completion and it's time to bring the turtles home because they, they extract the turtles out and they, they hold them in a place while the dredging, I guess, was going on. A lot of sediment gets built up, and it loses its environmental benefits, really. So mm. it's going to be awesome. It's going to be great for the neighborhood. Clean the tank. Uh-huh. So that's that's <laughs> right. That's right. And then, of course, I think this is the event on Hancock Adams Commons called Spring Has Sprung, and mm-hmm. there's some various groups going to be playing. Family
0: Fun Day is what it's called. Okay. That's, that's uh, tomorrow on the uh, on the 23rd. So yeah, it's from 4 to 8. It's It's on Saturday, the 23rd of April, and this is part of your plan that you had talked about Actually, a couple before COVID, but doing an, a major event every month. Now, I know there are other events going on, like we even said, Earth Day right. and little events happening throughout the city. But, uh, you know, it, we just went before the, the license board this week yep. and uh, obtained all of the permits. But you wanted to hold something every month. And we have a lot of those that are happening. Yeah,
1: we have some beautiful public spaces. So it's ideal to hold. And we and we anticipated this when we built the space out that we'd be able to hold events, you know, Family Fun Day, is, as we said, um, the number of, number of different. Tomorrow, I don't know yeah. who you. Uh,
0: some of the groups. Who are some of the groups in that, Mark? You're probably aware. Um, I would say go to Quincy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, we've got John McDonald working on those projects with us. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha.
1: And, of course, there's the there's typical baked-in events each, each year. Whether some it's new ones. Flag Day Parade, which will be coming up in June, Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Christmas Parade. I know that uh, May 15th we're looking at Country Fest, June 4th, Beantown Swing Orchestra, July 3rd. It's going to be a patriotic concert out here. August 7th going to be some type of a summertime event. And September 3rd is going to be the Quincy Symphony and the Quincy Choral Society, which is always a great take. And then we roll into the Food Truck Festival in October. So uh, a lot happening. And, that, and that's just some of the major events of the Hancock Adams Comet. As we know, there's a lot of community groups around the city that hold events uh, at different times of the year. So it's a very active city. We've got a great city. And I know the families love these types of events and enjoy them. So they welcome. really
0: do. And at the Hancock Adams Common, most of them are. But we highly recommend that you visit quinzyma.gov, and you'll find out the full schedule. Also, discoverquinzy.gov. That's, uh, right. discover, That's right. Discoverquinzy.com, excuse me. That's our tourism site. And uh, I know we mentioned uh, the uh, the Clean and Greener
1: program, which comes up every year, the first Saturday of May. That's an event where you don't come to enjoy, you come to work. And uh, we encourage people to sign up, your neighborhood, your neighborhood beach, playground, school, it's a huge cleanup day. You can contact the park department at 617-376-1251 to figure out how you can plug in, get your tools. And, and then, of course, we have a big barbecue at Pageant Field following for all the volunteers. That's always a great thing as well.
0: So let's shift gears a little sure. bit. We talked a little bit about the spring and what's happening. Spring has sprung and all that. And it's exciting. But there was an agenda before the city council on the diff. You want to talk about that in the downtown area.
1: Yeah, so the city council meeting coming up next Monday night, uh, one of the items we placed on the agenda is, is uh, diff number four. Diff stands for District Improvement Financing. It's part of our, um, our downtown efforts, really, overall, which, which was created a number of years ago. And each step of the way, when we're doing public improvements, we're able to use what's called district improvement finances. So what does that mean? Essentially, it means that we can take the new taxes coming out of the district the new growth taxes coming out of the districts. In other words, it doesn't have to be a new building, but if there's new growth and the values have gone up, we capture that as well. I essentially said when I ran for mayor and ever since that the downtown will pay for itself. And by doing this diff program, essentially, which we're we're spending tens of millions of dollars down here. I mean the beautiful new roads and garage yeah. and walkways and pocket parks that that's what the diff covers. And I know people are enjoying it. So this next phase, if you will, which was different before, will take us to a whole new level. It's going to be acquisition of some properties, which has always been anticipated as part of the plan. I know that um, some people probably remember Tasso's Pizza down near Brothers' Roast Beef. It's a burnt-out building that's been burnt out for twenty, better than twenty years. It happened when Jim Sheets was mayor. It has changed hands a couple of times. The people pay their taxes on it, but they haven't done anything to the building. So we're going to be uh, submitting to the city council. The diff package will in include the taking of that property, which would then be sold to a developer. Uh, so the, you know, the diff would get, get the money back. It's essentially just trying to get this thing moving. The, the owners, for whatever reason, have not opted to move forward, which I don't understand how you just pay taxes on a building and do nothing with it to generate income. So it's become a blight, I think, I don't think there's any disagreement that we have to take that property. And then, of course, there's a couple of other takings we're looking at, and that is on Hancock Street. So if you're walking Hancock Street from Granite Street heading south and you you just past the old Tom McCann, the Greenleaf Building.
0: And <laughs> now you're going back and showing you. Yeah, right. and,
1: then, and then you hit um, a couple other spots, Leo Martin's Building, which has the Angelus, Angelina's Pizza, I think it is, or yep. Angela's yep. Pizza. Angel, yep. Angelina's Pizza, and then they have the Cricket Mobile store in there. That building has been completely renovated. And that's been a process by which the uh, affordable housing trust committee has involved itself. They've invested some money in it. So upstairs, they've activated 22 completely brand new renovated apartments. So that building will uh, add to the workforce housing mix that we have because they're more affordable. The building looks fantastic. Leo essentially took all the skin that was on it I don't know, in the 1950s, they put this ugly aluminum stuff covering up this gorgeous brickwork. The masonry work on the building is so handsome. So that's a combination. That's a restoration piece and providing affordable housing. Then you go a little further down, and you have the Family Dollar Store. The Family Dollar Store has been purchased two years ago by Joey Akari. He's a major investor, a major owner of restaurants and housing units and If you've been to a number of the establishments in South Boston, you're probably in one of his establishments because he's a very successful restaurant guy. And he bought the family door, a dollar store, with the anticipation of building a a building that will house a two-story restaurant, will house a workspace area, and will house some apartments. Then there's two buildings next to that. One is the yellowish building, the Taekwondo is in there. And next to that, a separate owner, is the donut shop that's in there. And I think the other parts of it are vacant that building, both of those buildings have kind of fallen into neglect. And those two buildings, the city is going to be taking. Let me say this. We're recommending to the city council that we ought to take them for the master plan for the downtown, which was always anticipated. To create this connection, if you will, if you go back a few years to the Ross parking area, it really was, was dumpy. It was like an alleyway. It was not friendly. Uh, it was dark. It, It was not a good place. So, as you know, we've opened that whole area up with the last diff with some of the funding we received from Governor Baker and our state legislators on some of the great grants we got for the, for the General's Bridge, for example. Mm-hmm. Well, now we have those parcels on that side that are going to be developed and people are going to be seeing some things happening this summer, which is exciting. So rather than have like two separate areas of the square, the, the, always the feeling of let's connect it all, the so people can come and go, people can enjoy it, that the downtown could breathe a little bit better all around. So we're creating as you know we've been pretty successful with pocket parks. So this will be another beautiful pocket park that will be between the Akari building as I just described and Sam Slater who had announced some time ago with us, a 15 story building in the old arcade building which is a building directly across from from Alves or or Hour. and that is a two story building currently. That building has fallen in neglect as well. Those are outside Owners, are probably second or third generation owners, they probably haven't been in the building in 15 years. Mm. Uh, they don't really care so much. They just collect their revenue. That building is, is going to be going away to a brand new facility, brand new building by Sam Slater, who's also doing the North Quincy Project out by Domino's Pizza. He's investing hundreds of millions hundreds of million dollars into the city, which is phenomenal. It's going to provide additional housing units, and I know some people cringe We talk about more housing. I I ran into someone at church the other day. Stop building. Stop building. You're building too much. I says, well, first of all, I am. By the way, what have you built? Well, (laughs) we set the stage for it. We set the zoning for it. But the reality is there's a lot of investment going on in our city right now. Mm -hmm. And I know no one likes to hear this, but we're part of the metropolitan Boston area. And we are short in housing by the tens of thousands of units. What do I mean by that? All the studies show that people want to be in this area. They come up here, they get educated here. The job market is very strong here. But if they have no place to live, that becomes a problem. And we're really short on housing. And we can see that with the pricing. That's another point I'd like to make, (laughs) is it's not just creating affordable housing, but how does one stabilize the rents? You stabilize it by building more units. It's a whole supply and demand thing. So if if there's more, obviously... Uh, supply than demand, then rents come down. If mm. it's the reverse, then rents go up dramatically. Mm. So it's trying to find that sweet spot for the amount of units. And as you know, we've been focused on along the red line. So, you know, the beautiful project with is doing at the North Quincy T-Station, which is, they filled that up dramatically. I know mm. we talked about that in the past. But this here in Quincy Center, creating a whole new neighborhood. It's all part of what the master plan was. This is the next phase. So the 15-story building, a park between that and the Akari building, both buildings, first of all, will have beautiful restaurants, entertainment spaces that will kind of spill out onto this park, the cafe seating, which people love and enjoy, particularly during the good weather. Uh, it's something that fundamentally for 100 years went on in Europe that we're, we're just kind of uh, finding here. COVID kind of pushed it forward a little harder than what it was, but we're there. So, so that's going on. Uh, and then, of course, when you get down further to what was Cliveden Street, which is now Dunford Drive, we're going to see a major investment at the Messina lot. We'll talk more about that another time. But what this does, this allows us, gives us the money to purchase those properties under the law, which requires a couple of appraisals. There's all kinds of legal requirements
0: which, by the way, we used to call that the back of child world, or the back That's of exactly boxers, right. and it was always the back of. Now, so giving that, it breathe, was always dumpy. That That's breathability, where they, they used to the line they rubbish yeah. up
1: out, of, it was awful. And was controlling
0: awful. this is ju- is just as important because either way, Boston's swelling this way anyway. The so controlling it this way is it seems like smart planning, right?
1: Definitely smart planning. And and what's been talked about and approved, and in case people out there haven't heard, but Fox Rock's building a two hundred and forty thousand square foot commercial building. North of the bridge, so I know there was an article I know we talked about it the bridge to nowhere people are saying, no, oh, no, no, folks we 're creating the uh the foundation, the infrastructure for all this development to happen that's that 's the point of all these things, so I think people will appreciate it as they see it further built out um, but so we got to do our part. You need the public investment to create the private investment, and vice versa it it works, and we've become a model in Massachusetts on how we use the district improvement financing. And I'm not exaggerating at all. That's, this way, that's what the state tells us. It's been an incredible tool for us to continue to, to create a downtown that is the heart of our city where, you know, cities have an area that they, they would, downtown, Weymouth, some of those little places are different. They're spread out. They don't have necessarily that one central location. We have that one central location. Not to demean other business sections of the city like Wallace and North Quincy, Quincy Point. But Quincy Center, the downtown, is the heart of the city, mm. and now people are coming and enjoying, bringing their families, enjoying this. You got the beautiful Hancock Adams Common, which was built with hotel tax money, was built with state money and federal money. We've got the gorgeous new Kilroy area space with the beautiful garage building, which was built with diff money, district improvement financing money. That people forget quickly. That was one big ugly. Surface lot of asphalt mm-hmm. and it was in terrible shape. Sure. And that's what people saw. You know what was the value in that? So you build a beautiful new garage, very cheap to use. You can go in there for a few hours and pay a couple of bucks. Yeah, uh, that's not bad at all to help maintain the garage. And now you got a beautiful chestnut place. You got the Nova Suites, and now there'll be a new building coming up with the Napoli Pizza block is. This was all part of that master plan. There were public hearings. Over the years, talking about all these things, it's happening now. And uh, so to see the the old Ross side now develop into what it has, it's it's like a whole different Quincy Center than what we knew 30, 40 years ago growing up here. Those days aren't coming back. Child War's not coming back. Sears Robux not coming back. It's a different world. And the retail world, particularly with COVID, has changed dramatically. People like to shop online. They get it delivered right to the house. So we're still trying to figure out you know, that retail portion, I still think we'll end up with some boutique-type shops. There's a great book gift shop down there in the Galvin building next to Cliveden Place. Yeah, beautiful, yeah. Uh, and then Moroccan new, Bakery new just bakery. opened next to it. Great. So yeah. things are starting to happen, and that's what you'll see more of. Because as you see more people living here, working here, that will create the spin-off of these other businesses and industries. So it's exciting. And so the diff... The diff, District Improvement Financing, I keep saying DIF, that's what its the abbreviation is for District Improvement Financing, is a, is a method and an instrument by which we can use to completely improve our downtown. So all the bonding we do for all these public improvements gets paid back by the new tax growth benefits of the downtown. So when I said to people knocking doors when I was campaigning over the years, the downtown would pay for itself. It's paying for itself. Uh, We've had help from the state and federal government, of course, with grants uh, through different programs, which is what every city does. But I think that we've uh, we've really been able to master, if you will, the use of the diff, and we're doing very well with it. And now we're seeing what was also described and anticipated with the new downtown, and that is the growth will spread out, that we're seeing – further development on the perimeters of the downtown, which uh, you're going to see the Grossman site develop. Someday you'll see the Star Market site develop. Mm. The, I mentioned Tasso's Pizza, the old Coleman Sporting Goods, which is a health store. That building is on the market, as I understand. There's a lot of interest in that. So, um, you know, what we've created now is is not only an opportunity zone, literally under the federal government guideline, but tremendous opportunity for investment, which then leads to more taxes to help us, fund all of our services in the city with jobs, which helps, obviously, people looking. It provides in many different ways, right? Mm, Yeah, Uh, of course. The jobs come in in many forms. But, you know, we're looking in that commercial building, life science, biotech, and medical building. So those are good paying jobs. And then, of course, those people that work in those places, they want to live near where they work. So the apartments and the condos get filled up pretty quickly by people that want the convenience of walking to work, walking to public transportation, walking to restaurants and enjoying the beautiful new spaces that are created by the district improvement financing. It's a great tool, and we've been very fortunate. I want to thank the council. The council has been there every step of the way for this, yeah. uh, most of them. And, you know, we bring this up uh, Monday night. I'll go into a finance committee. Finance Chair Chuck Phelan will hold committee meetings on this. There'll be questions, I'm sure. We'll answer those questions through all our experts. Uh, not only internally, but we bring experts in from the outside to assist us with these things. And again, it's it's worked so well for the city. We wouldn't be able to be doing these things in the downtown if not for the diff. Uh, we could do it, but then it would be general obligation bonds that would go against and compete against the tax dollars that we're using for, for example, the building of the New Squantum Middle School uh, Elementary School, which is going to be coming up. When we're building seawalls down on Howe's Neck and Marymount and Adam Shore. So there's a million things going on, a lot of infrastructure work going on. So this takes the competition out of that for the funding because it funds itself,
0: it pays for itself. And uh, I'm delighted uh, the place we're in right now. Well, I think that new visitors and new people that move into the city are all enjoying it as well. And that's what the kind of feedback that we're getting when folks that have been here for the last five or 10 years are like, the city's great. Yeah, you, uh, you know, sometimes,
1: in, you know, in this office, and I know uh, my staff as well, we hear from folks, usually people don't call to say, hey, things look great or something. It's usually there's an issue. And that's what we get paid for. Of that's, that's 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 the idea. But sometimes you could, probably can get a little jaded by that. I was out the other night for a meeting in Germantown, about 25 or 30 residents there uh, held on Empire Street in the parking lot of the, the Bethel uh, Nazarene Church. And we were talking about neighborhood issues and... P.J. Foley's presenting his presidential walking trail on the coast, and but I met a number of new people that have moved here recently, and they couldn't say enough about the city, and they're thrilled with the downtown. They love going up there with their family and going out to eat and walking around. Um, so sometimes uh, you know, we we can get caught up in in the negative, sure. And and look, at I'm I'm not suggesting that we shouldn't be criticized and shouldn't be questioned. That's yeah, that's certainly part of it, but it's when you're out and about and you're talking to folks in the neighborhood, you get some real feedback on what's going on in the city and what people feel about what's going on in the city. And uh, So it was, a, it was a really cool night the other night. I met some new people, a uh, gentleman with a couple of kids, four-year-old, two-year-old. He loves to run the, the dike on C Street. He pushes the kids in the carriage. I, I met a woman who's got two dogs. She loves to walk in the area. As we know that uh, there's probably as many dogs in the city as there are our kids now, because people <laughs> love their dogs and pets today. Yeah. So I think we're in a good place. This is a program that has been very successful. The city council has been a true partner in this right along. so we'll certainly be uh, dealing with the councils in the next coming weeks on this, uh, answering any questions they may have and hopefully uh, continue to move forward on the momentum we've built. You know the market's with us and there's things we can do like we've been doing to create and set the stage. but if the market is not with you, it doesn't matter what you do. and the market is with us, we' got to continue the momentum because if you lose the market, you miss a cycle, it can be years again before some things happen again. So we're in a good place. We've got to keep the momentum going and
0: certainly look forward to the city council hopefully passing this this stiff proposal. And that's great news. And if you do have any issues, as the mayor said, give us a call, 617-376-1990. We always want to hear from the constituents. Right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, always. A
1: lot of people I know love to email. Um, some people still like to call. Some people are on social media, the various platforms, to try to get something either fixed or... An issue brought to our attention, and again, I encourage people out there: if you see a pothole, don't assume Public Works has seen it. Call it in. Public Works number six one seven three seven six. I think nineteen fifty nine. Give that one a try. I think that's the commissioner's <laughs> office. And then, of course, street lights. It's TPAL, um, traffic and parking, street lights around the city. You know, those are owned by the city. There are street lights. If you see something out, please give us a call. And see, people will notice as the leaves start to come on the trees. The Maywood streets get a little darker because sometimes the leaves block the streetlights. So I'm sure people will notice that once the trees mm-hmm. come back out and bloom. So if you notice that, please. And by the way, just call this office. We can take care of it. 617-376-1990. Whether it's potholes, whether it's streetlights, or any constituent issue you may see or have, feel
0: free to call us directly. We'll we'll handle it and take care of it. And you'll always find any number you want on quinzyma.gov with our relatively new website that we have as well. It's a much easier um, yeah, we're hearing good things on that. People yeah. seem to be enjoying the. It's much better than the setup. last one. Yeah, yeah. so it's uh, that's been great to pay your bills on. You want to find out any information on what the mayor just said, and uh, that'll pretty much wrap it up for today. Good. And uh, was the Hancock lot the Hancock lot? That was the messiest parking lot ever. Yeah, it was. It was not pretty. <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> we love what we have done there now. So everyone have a good weekend. We'll see you.